What's good, boys and girls? Fins Up Podcast on this Tuesday. It's a bit of a glorious day. I don't know why my car keeps beeping at me. It's a bit weird. It's getting hot in here. I apologise for that. Uh, I also apologise if you hear my breathing really funny tonight. I was playing basketball last night. Uh, I got hit in the ribs. I've broken four ribs. I've cracked two. And breathing, it's really hard. And sometimes just slight movements take my breath away. So I apologise. But speaking of taking my breath away, I am joined by my handsome colleague, as always, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Madam Flattered. Flattered and very happy to hear. Not that your ribs are broken, obviously, but that uh, that you think I'm glorious is what I took from that. How you doing apart from the, the obvious? Oh, I mean, look, rugby league's back. I have really, really enjoyed rugby league being back because we've been flooded with some opinions. Now, we have sometimes outrageous opinions. We do. I have been bombarded with a lot of them. So, we're going to cover a lot tonight. We're going to cover... The All-Stars game and our lads in the All-Stars game and how they went. We're going to cover the trial game and what my takeaway and your takeaway was from the trial game. And then I just want to have a chat about Nico Hines. So in any order, you tell me where you want to start. Start with the trial because that's what people are here to hear. Alright. I want you to go first. Yeah, so... Let, I was there. Let me... Yeah, I know. Dan, Dan made the commitment to go up to the Central Coast <laughs> and for people to tell us where... Not big fans, or we're fake fans, or whatever. Get that up here. But uh, I was house hunting on the weekend, Dan. So I legitimately can tell you this story, hand on heart, mm-hmm. that I watched the opening exchange. I watched Oregon Kafusi kill a man. I watched Jaden Beryl score a try. I watched Sione Katoa score a try. And then I had to put my phone down because we were doing the house hunting. And I got a notification, and I just quickly glanced at it, and I saw 24-12. I was like, cool, we've scored a couple of extra tries. Right, great. We're into this. I went home, I turned the game on, and we're down 44-12. I thought, there's a glitch in the matrix here. (laughs) How they put the scores around the wrong way. No, we were legitimately down 44-12, and then I saw the final try. So, uh, to, yeah, to young Tom Rodwell. So, I actually only saw 18-0 of the game. That's So, I've gone back and watched it. Oh, God. Let me tell you my biggest takeaway from this game. We only had five regular first graders in our team. And some of them didn't even start. Yep. Uh, We were missing a bucket load of talent, including... Some would say our two best players who played the night before in the All-Stars game, or our two most important players. Um... And then the, the Newcastle Knights fielded their starting halves from last year's final series. Their starting hooker from last year's final series. They started two origin props. Yeah. Don't care what anyone says, they started two origin props. They had an Ari Tula as starting on the wing. I know he was named in the centres. Um, but they named a really good team. And up until kickoff, Greg Marshall was playing. Yeah, yeah, I saw him pull out late. So, yeah, he, he was late withdrawal for uh, family reasons. Okay, uh, I hope everything's all right with Greg Marju as well, because he's a fantastic player in my supercoach team just quietly. Um, my my takeaway from that is that if if that was our round one team, you would go down and you'd throw all your money on a spoon, on the wooden spoon. Yes. But, Sione <laughs> S- Katoa, uh, T. Wilton, Jack Williams... 
Tom Hazleton, an Oregon Kafusi, were the only five players oh, in our... Cam McInnes. Oh, and Cam McInnes yeah. as well. So six. Six. Six players in that 27, yeah. and then you had Sifatalakai on the bench. Yeah. And two of those are bench bombs too. Yeah. So, uh, well, three, because McInnes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had no Will Kennedy. Mm-hmm. We had no reigning player of the year, Blake Braley. Yep. Uh, although the trolls online fell for my bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Tobias Rudolph, no Braden Hamlin Newelli, no Royce Hunt, no Britton Nicara, mm-hmm. no Jesse Ramian. Harves didn't play. Ronaldo didn't play. Dale Finucane, yep. Regardless of your opinion on him, Dale Finucane will be in the final 18 on game day. Yep. Now, whether he's 18 or whether he's 13 or 14, he will be there. It's a mystery. Yeah. So, I'm not fussed. This is the, the you have a look at the trial the team that's named this weekend, and that's that that that's more aligned to what we're going to run out with. The big thing for me to have a look for the game on the weekend against Newcastle was Cade Dykes played his first game since July twenty twenty two. So six, what, what's what, what does that work out to be? Eighteen months of football. Almost eighteen months. Yeah. Eight, Nineteen months of football if you go into February. Yep. Um, that was. We got to see Niwai Pudu. Mm-hmm. We got to see Jaden Beryl. Yep. We got to see Dan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. We got to see Sam Stone Street. And we got to see Kale Iroh. Mm-hmm. And we got to see these guys be our depth. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, does it look like we're in a bit of trouble if Trindle goes down and we have to bring up Atkinson or Puru? Probably. But outside of the Penrith halves and the Penrith system, if most players, well, most teams, lost their halfback... Generally, your backup halfback is your backup halfback for a reason. Yep. I'm not. I'm not at the cliff. I'm not throwing myself off the cliff after a trial. It's a bad lot. The scoreline looks terrible, right? But we lost both our trials in 2016, so I don't really care. Look, look. Last year we won. We almost won the preseason. Yeah. Cup, and we bombed out in the final. So I'm thinking we do a two losses and spin around and win a finals game. Look, people are going to tune in to hear me blow up, and I was on Twitter because I was bored because we're playing like shit, and I needed a distraction. These are my genuine thoughts. They had their halves, we didn't, and you could tell. Peru, he, he was pretty bad. I, I'm going to be honest. It looked like we yeah. picked him out of the crowd on the way. Although Dan Atkinson was pretty classy, but I think if you put either of those halves next to Nico or Trindle, it's a different game. You put two rookie rookies there. My thoughts on K. Dykes were he was just there to get minutes under his Yeah, his miles. Thing. Miles on his legs. He didn't play well. He didn't do much. It wasn't about that. It was mm-hmm. about him getting fit. Mm-hmm. My frustration came with the fact that all we've heard all offseason from K. Lero and Sam Stone Street is we'll kill for this spot come round one. Now, of course, we know that probably neither will start, but Stone Street isn't going to start his times at the end of the year. Our chat with him is pre-recorded. It's going to come out. Wait to hear what this kid's got to say. Anyone who... I defy anyone to say this kid's not going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed on the weekend. But... And, and I'll stick with Stone Street. He made a wonderful tackle. A yeah, genuine try-saver that I've seen a lot of more mature, better wingers miss. He then knocked the ball on from, yeah. from the tap. That's what you're going to get with young kids. I have no problem with that. I've got two memories of Sam Stone Street, one good, one bad. I've got nothing of Kaylee. This is a bloke who has said everything right during the preseason, all the talk. We're not the only ones pushing this agenda. You tune into a podcast and talk about Kaylee, mainly because he's a cheap in Supercoach. I get that, but there's a lot of people 
that are pushing this this bloke, and I am very firmly that he's still our left, our best left center option. He did nothing to me, and I went looking for things to support this agenda that says you must pick me in round one. That's disappointing. Now I know I, I want to be very clear that we were set to the left and had numbers three or four times, and did short balls to the right. It was obvious that Atkinson is the more experienced the senior half was calling the ball and calling the plays and I get it but if you're in a position where you've got an opportunity because Talakai was named on the bench and we were a bit bit weird like, what was the thinking behind that Eero had 60 to 65 minutes to press a case to make it a hit to run up to to chip and chase do something that made him memorable and it didn't happen now in the end he was burnt three or four times in defence that's on Rodwell who was outside and was just Utterly he's a atrocious. terrible player. He, he's got a... Look, I, I know we said we'd stay positive, but I'm positive this guy needs to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Football's not in his future, and I apologise. This is a kid that we were quite high on originally. He just he just doesn't seem to have it. I hope he plays well for Newtown, but even that's probably out of the question at the moment. Eero was burnt looking after him in 45-degree heat, and it was, probably, it was probably 35 to be legitimate with a man on, under. We played with 12 when Hazleton was Sinbin, conceded three tries, it blew out. Up until that stage, Eero was playing okay. Nothing positive, nothing negative. That negative is obviously going to be remembered and used as an agenda against him. Overall, though, you've got to say it's a net negative for Eero, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we didn't want to see. Sam Stone Street, for me, he was a wash. I think he played well, but he had errors. That's going to happen with a young kid. I thought Eero got some... Uh, sorry, Dykes got some... Miles under his legs, that's a big win. For me, though, the big win was Jesse Colvin. Mm-hmm. He was a monster in defense and attack. He was our best back row. Now, I know Teague Welton left with a HIA, but he was a bit dropsy early on because Piro sold him up shit creek. I don't know. He must have owed him money. He's like, I'm going to get you once or twice. Moyla did that to him last year a few times as I don't well. know what it is. They must say, oh, you run this ridiculous line as a decoy, and instead of cutting out and giving it to the unmarked center, we're going we're gonna to get you. Uh-huh. Maybe he's too handsome. I don't know. Maybe he liked a DM or something. Who knows? I don't care. Jess Colhoun, though, set up the second try for us. He went in and out, drew in. Beautiful kick from Atkinson uh-huh. and a beautiful pick up from Qatar. When they scored, I'm like, we're on here. And again, it's a trial. The result doesn't matter. The performance does. Overall, I'm more disappointed than not. But the Jesse Colhoun Express has left the station. Uh-huh. He made himself as close to undroppable as possible. The other three didn't. I'm going to give Dykes a pass mark, though, because it wasn't about that. His first six weeks, and just getting back into the game. I thought Stone Street did okay. I was really, really disappointed in Eero. In That's probably me. In terms of our, and I won't be too much longer, in terms of our established players, I thought Kafusi's opening 15 minutes were fucking spectacular. That's what we wanted to see, and I'm, I'm convinced it's got to do with the hair. I thought Hazleton's opening 15 minutes were good, and then he missed a tackle. Again, it was 30 degrees up there in the stinking It was on for a set too long. We can see they go straight through him and Fitz pulls him off. Now, I'm hoping against hope that the thinking was, I'm going to burn these guys out here until they cannot tackle anymore, then I'll take them off. Mm-hmm. And whatever. The score doesn't matter. I want their lungs burning. I want them ready for round one. Last year, how many times did we see that with Toby? He concedes a piss week, try and get hooked. Didn't like that at all. Overall... Last week doesn't count for anything. It doesn't matter. This week will count. If we had the same result this week, look for the cliff. No cliff just yet. But for me, Jess Colhoun, you're beauty. Uh, 
I will say for Kaylee and I've gone back and, and watched this game, unfortunately, I thought he was really good when he had the ball. So he was a very, very strong runner. Um, I thought the combination with him and Sam Stone Street never got a chance. There was a, a we, we had a lot of ball on their line in the opening stages of the game, and every time we seemed to shift out, Cade Dykes just ran the ball. Now, Cade Dykes is a ball player, and he didn't try and pass that ball once. I think he was trying to get himself across the try line to say, hey, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm here. Whereas a couple of times he probably could have passed that ball to Eero, who's got better footwork. Um, I am not at the spot yet of writing Eero off. I'm not at the spot of um, saying, oh, he was disappointing because he still had nine runs for 90 metres. He still had some good post-contact metres and he still had a couple of tackle breaks here or there. What I would like to see, though, is him outside two halves that aren't rookies. You put him in that left centre position outside Nico and Trindle, and I think it's a different kind of Kaoli Um We didn't have a lot of ball, and the ball was only in play for 45 minutes out of the 80, and we didn't have a lot of it. Um, so, I, look, no one gets a pass mark from that game because it, it was a blowout, and no one put their hand up to say, hey, I should definitely be in the team. I think, yeah, as close as you're going to get to that is Jesse Colhoun as an outsider. I thought Oregon Confucius' first run really set the tone for him for the day. Um, and I, I want to see more minutes from him this weekend. I want to see what he's about. Mm-hmm. Um, encouraging. Very, very encouraging. There's a spot on uh, up for grabs because Braden Hamlin-Uelli is probably going to miss a week or two. And these are the this is the opportunity for Kafusi, for Hunt, for Hazleton, for Toby for Jesse to turn around and go, we can't drop me. And it's going to be hard for him to get back in the team. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I come out of that trial game going, maybe our depth isn't as good as we have thought it was. But then I also look at that and have no doubt that Newtown are going to be a top 16. Now, I know the top five make the finals. They were the sixth best team last year. They're probably a little bit better this year coming on because a lot of those players who only signed one-year contracts with the Jets, and then you see them, oh, yeah, they had a pretty good year, and then they're at Mounties, and then they're at Canterbury, and then they're at fucking North, and you're like, they're just New South Wales Cup journeymen, right? A lot of them have stayed around, so those combinations that started off well and finished well will will be there this year. So overall, I'm not, I'm not real worried. The other thing for mine, though, is we didn't see Cade Dykes in second receiver at all, which to me suggests that they're... they're earmarking him as a fullback. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, it's got to be Puru, Atkinson, and Dykes, and that needs to be the combination. We can't have Dykes as 18th man. We can't have Atkinson as 18th man. Like, as as well as winning the premiership, we need to take the New South Wales Cup just as serious because we need to develop these players to be the next wave to come into the team. Yeah, completely. You and I have done podcasts on that about what the 2019 winning New South Wales Cup team looks like because it's essentially our first grade team now. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about the trial. Yeah, I I think I was a bit harsh on Atkinson. I thought he played pretty well early on. Um, going back to what you said before about our, oh, just just, depth. just on Atkinson. Yep. Can't kick the ball long. Yeah, no. But has a nice short kicking game. Gotcha. Puru can't kick the ball short. Kicked it short three times, went dead every time. Yeah, I... Has a great long kicking game. Look, Sam Healy was the other one who was fucking outstanding. Yeah. So we had two great runs. Should have had to try assist, but Puru dropped the ball. Line wide open. But that's okay. That is what it is. 
Although Atkinson played really well and is probably the next man up for 5-8, I was really disappointed we didn't see K Dykes in a yeah. second receiver at some stage. I don't think he's fit enough to play six yeah. yet. And I think the fact that he was picked at number one was because you don't want him making 30 tackles in the heat. Because he's, you know, he's, he's a young kid. He's got two games to his, his name and he, he's... You know, and he hasn't, he hasn't played since July 2022. So I, yeah, look, there's nothing negative to come out of that other than I wish we'd seen a little bit more. Going back to what I was before, sorry, the depth, yeah, I didn't didn't feel good, but their starting halves tore our kids apart. Yeah. When Cogger came on, it, they weren't they weren't losing anything. Hmm. He's a pen, he's a Premiership winner. He, he won the game from last year. Or he was a big part of it. So I don't. It's not like their reserve graders beat ours up. Now, I was disappointed with Talakai because he came on and put a real good hit on. They got folded by their under-20 centre, their flag centre, which really disappointed me. But again, I don't think Talakai was in the frame of mind of, oh, I'm going to go out there and kill people. I'm just, just going to get through. Yeah. So, it made it was what it was. It was an overall negative. But I would argue that the weekend overall was a positive. Just, you mentioned flag centres. I thought flag centre Chris Vaella was very good when he came on. That's good. That's what I'll say. Positive to say. The, the weekend overall... I think it was a positive. Man. Not bad. We're going to go into the All-Stars game We now. are, and that's why. Because Braden Trindle, who I put under pressure... Mm-hmm. Said, fuck you, Daniel. He said, fuck you, Daniel. He came out of the game. His life was best on ground, and he outplayed Nico Hines. Well, he outplayed, he outplayed everybody on the he field. He did. Well, he, very, very good game. I'm just going to say this, because we have a lot of friends who listen to this podcast outside of the Sharks contingent if you watched that game on the weekend in the All-Stars game and then you've tweeted out that you've gone and watched it a second and third time and you still don't know how Braden Trindle was the man of the match you don't understand rugby league yeah, football is yeah thing, football is, I've seen people say oh Jermaine Hopgood and Mosley and you know everybody else people were talking about Latrell Mitchell no no it was Braden Trindle and it, and it wasn't even close um and I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent about Nico Hines, you know, so we'll leave him to last. Mm-hmm. But if anybody, if any Sharks fan has now looked at that game and said, you know what, the number seven needs to be on Trindle's back, you don't understand the way that we play. You don't understand the way that those two guys play. He's the six. He is our six. And I think he has put a big gap between him and Dykes for this year. I think he's put a big gap between him and Atkinson. And we saw the leeway that Fitz was willing to give Matt Moylan. Like he gave him a season and a half and an extension on his contract. Mm-hmm. This has got this. We need to see Nico and Trindle play a whole season now. We do. The one thing last year that people were quick to blame Trindle early on was it was him and Moylan. Mm-hmm. And then later in the year, okay, it was him and Nico, but Moylan kept coming in and ruining everything they built together. And I don't. I don't want to blame Moylan. It's on the coach. But Trindle and Hines haven't had a real long extended period of time, and they haven't had a preseason together. Yeah. Because last year it was all about Moylan because was... Moylan was really good the year before. Uh-huh. Trindle, we both, you know, despite me saying that I Dykes, and I still think Dykes is something special. Uh-huh. Let's, let's just park that for a couple of weeks. I, I got to let the kid come back and get in. He did his ACL, like you said, eighteen months is a long time for experienced players, let alone rookies. Trindle right now is much better than what Dykes oh, is yeah. now. And that, that's undisputed. And he's got... He's a perfect foil for, for Nico Hines. Mm-hmm. We saw that the other night. And the reason the Indigenous team won is because they had 
the halves pairing, who've been working together all off-season. Yeah. They're going to play probably 50, 60 minutes this weekend. I, I would I would give them the first 40. I'd say go out there, play 40, and then put your feet up against Bulldogs. Result doesn't matter. I don't care about that. But them, them continuing this looked really, really good to the point where people online are starting to say, oh, maybe you don't pick Nico for Supercoach because Trin was going to overplay him. Okay, no, that, that's not going to happen. They're going to play what they see in front of them. Whereas last year it was the Nico Hines show and then Trindle will chime in when needed. It's going to be whoever sees it's going to call it and it's going to play. Very, very positive for mine. And, and what you said, the Indigenous All-Stars had two guys who have been training with each other since November. The starting halves for the for the Maori were Cody Nikarima and Jerome Hughes. Two guys who probably haven't spent a lot of time with each other. Yeah. Jesse Arthur's also had, like, the worst game I've ever seen. Yeah, it was very unfortunate. Anyway, and, and of course he did because I bet on him to score a try in that game. Now, I do think they had a player. I think Dylan Brown might have pulled out. Dylan Brown. And I know play. Cody Walker did, but that worked out yeah. well for them. Yeah. It worked out very, very well for us. Now, in terms of the other boys who had a run in this game, I thought Britton Nicker was solid without being spectacular. Again, he was just used as a line runner. Five runs for 49 metres, uh, 28 tackles. Not bad. Not you know the what best. you're going to get from him, though, so that's fine. Not the best, not the worst. Now, Royce Hunt, I thought he was really unlucky. He only played 24 minutes as a starting um, front rower. He had six runs for 65 metres, 16 tackles for no misses, and they just sort of seemed to overlook him. Now, I, I get it. Xavier Willison was the flavour of the month and everyone loved him and Keon uh, Palacia and, and, you know, everyone else. was. But Royce Hunt was spectacular. That huge run, too, yeah. from the literal back fence. And, and like, he was making more run, uh, more metres per run than, say, Leo Thompson, who doubled his minutes. Yeah, I mean, you can't really look too much into that. But that, that's the sort of role we're going to need Royce to play this year. 20 to 25 minutes impactful. I was real, real happy with what I saw from him, to be honest. Yeah, look, I again, Royce looks like he's had a tremendous preseason because that guy just comes back bigger every year. Well, he did, he did, there's no problem with his size. Yeah, there's no problem with his size. I, I, and again, I didn't. I, I wasn't looking at that going, geez, Royce Hunt's knackered, you can't play him. Yeah. I was looking at yeah, and he looked, the, the camera was going, he looked fresh. Yeah, I don't know what was going on yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one. It, you know, being a one-off game, I think, sort of get forgotten. But I, I was real happy with what I saw from Royce. I, and I thought Nicker had played okay. Like, you know what you're going to get from yeah. him, though. It wasn't about that. The two I wanted to see play well were Trindle and, and Hart, and I think they both played out of that skin. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, again, like, just going back there, the biggest positive for that weekend is... What we saw from Braden Trindle. Mm. And in the combination, more importantly. Now, what is alarming for Braden Trindle is his hairline. It's fighting for dear life. It is. Yeah, he's he, going the Will Kennedy route. Roughly. He's trying to grow a barnet like Oregon Kafusi, and he, it's just not there. Oregon Kafusi's hair looks spectacular. Braden Trindle need to be bald by round one. It's completely fair. <laughs> we'll work for Kennedy. <laughs> You're completely fair. Harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. I, Trindle, we know you listen. Yeah, we sorry. love you. Sorry, mate. You're like it, arguably our favourite player right now. Yeah, it was it was very, very good. But um were there any hot takes at all from this? No well yes. There were Terry. There, there were. There and were. I didn't want to say it, but You're gonna I'm gonna twist your arm. Yeah, look, without 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 the knowledge of what was going into the Saturday game, I think we all got very, very excited about the showing from Braden Trindle. And I saw a lot of people online were saying Braden Trindle definitely needs to have the number seven on his back. Now I'm gonna 
I'm going to talk about Nico Hines. Well, we're going to talk about Nico Hines very soon, and you know just what we've seen of the evolution of the guy since he's signed with us. But some people were saying we need to release Cade Dykes because that'll free up some money. How much do you think Cade Dykes is paid? Uh, easily two million. Yeah, like it's like, not. He's a two-game rookie, like who. Is you know oh, two million? Yeah, two three million dollars. Like no, no, we're not going to release K Dykes. K Dykes will be in our system for a long time. Yes. Uh, the Trindle to the seven. He hasn't had a preseason at seven since he was in Flag, mm-hmm. and he's had a full preseason at number six. And you can tell he's had a full preseason at number six. Like, that combination between him and Nico, he just knew when to chime in. He did. He was playing a lot of second receiver, too. Which is what? Number six. Yeah, which is what a number six does. Now, I've also seen the uh, release spread in Hamlin Ueli because Royce Hunt looks really good. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump too quickly on that one. But I, yeah. wouldn't, I definitely would not jump too quickly at that. And another one that I saw was, you know, we've been going at our good friend Guru for his... Absolutely obnoxious take that Billy Burns was going to replace Wade Graham, despite Wade Graham replacing T. Wilton, <laughs> is that Britt Nickeru doesn't get involved as much as he should, yep. and Billy Burns should start from him, and Nickeru should come off the bench. Britt Nickeru was oh nominated God. for back row of the year and was yeah. ripped off not getting in the team. You didn't tell me about that one. No, I saved that one for last. Yeah, well... I tweeted that Billy Burns was impossibly shit, and I stand by that. I rewatched, and the dude. Okay, I, I know, can't believe we are paying Billy Burns literal no, money. I, like, I'm, trying, like, to, I'm trying so hard to stay positive. Here like, like, do you know? Do you know what would be if someone turned around to us and said we were paying Billy Burns in Bitcoin? Yeah. Money that's not real at the moment. That'd be sweet. I'd be cool with it, right? If they turn around and said, even okay, Monopoly money's too real. Here's, here's your salary cap, and here's a little bit of Bitcoin to feed Billy. Yeah. I'd be sweet with that, right? Or yeah. pay him in NFTs. Yeah, yeah. Do something, Give him right? Some monkey icons. But yeah. the, f- <laughs> the fact oh. that we pay this guy, regardless whether he's on minimum wage or 250 grand, he is taking actual money from the economy for being a rugby league footballer <laughs> and idiots for saying that he should be in the round one team or he's going to be in the round one team or I've heard from sources close to the team that he's going to take away Graham's spot. No. He'll be flat chat making the jets, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I thought he was pretty obnoxiously bad the other day. I, as I said, I'm trying to stay positive. He was used in a weird spot. In that, you know, he played a bit in the middle, a bit out wide. Uh, I earlier in the year I was on record as saying I didn't mind the signing. Now I mind it. Mm-hmm. It it seems he went out there to prove me wrong, which players are known to do. Uh, but he took this one personally. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I will throw what little career I have left away to make Southern Dan look like a flip. I admire that. Excellent shithousery, Billy Burns. But um, if he plays more than two games this year, we are fucked with the capital F-U-C-K-E-D. It was not too good. But um, other than that... Oh, was look. Good. I, I was, he's, he's in the, what, jersey number 22 this weekend, I think? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's you know, and that, that make it thirty two just to be safe. And you know, let's let's give the uh, let's let's bring the team list up for um, Friday night's blockbuster at Belmore. Now, Belmore blockbuster. I didn't know this game was on Friday night. Well, 
old. Some fan you are. I know. My youngest daughter, Paige, has been at me about um, going to the circus on Friday night. So I've gone and bought tickets and I will again not watch another trial. Make the one weakness our daughters. I understand. I don't like it, but I respect it. Uh, Will Kennedy's the fullback. Sione Katoa, Jesse Ramian, Sivitalakai, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Braden Trindle, Nico Hines. 1-7 to seven, as expected. The front row, Oregon Kafusi, Blake Braley, Royce Hunt, Britton Nicker, Teague Wilk, Cam McInnes. A little bit surprised. Mm-hmm. Pin that. Uh, Jack Williams, Jesse Colquhoun, Toby Rudolph, Tom Hazleton round out the 17th. What's your, what's your takeaways from the forward pack and the interchange bench? If, if we ran that out in round one, I think I'd be okay with it. I, I like the fact that Colquhoun's out. Obviously, Finucane's got to come back in. But I would argue, does he really need to come back in? I, I'm, I'm happy with this because I think Cam needs to start at 13. I actually like Toby off the bench mm-hmm. um, at this point. Because, I love Toby off the bench. Yeah, I thought his best football has come off the bench, but he's sort of become the, the pack leader mm-hmm. by osmosis, and he kind of needed to be. Now, look, Hamanuelli probably comes into that side, and Toby probably starts in a couple of weeks, but if this works well, I'm happy to go in around one like this. I'm sure someone will go out there and make me look like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. But overall, I was... It was what I was expected. I was I was just hoping they gave Eero one more chance to prove it. But we just got to park that for a couple of weeks, unfortunately. But I'm, I'm happy with this side. Uh, so the two players that we feel will come back into the squad are Braden Hamlin-Uelli uh, and Dale Finucane. And the three players that could drop out would be Jesse Colhoun, Tom Hazleton, and Oregon Kafusi. Yeah, I agree with that. I am going to say that it is more likely Jesse Colhoun and Tom Hazleton, but the way that our front rowers get suspended, I'll give you the over or under that Tom Hazleton will play 16 and a half games yeah, this year. You take it over or under. Uh, over. I don't think there's any. Look, Hamilton might not be back to around six. Yeah. We don't know what's going on there. Toby's coming back from an injury. Kafusi mm-hmm. started well, but we know he's got a shocker in him. And Royce Hunt. He's never put two good games if, together. If so. that's our one to seventeen with Big Tooks as the eighteenth man, I'm happy. With oh, that. Tooks won't be eighteenth man, no chance. Well, Tooks is eighteenth man yeah, this weekend. Yeah, I think that's a typo. Yeah, I think Tooks. Yeah. Oh, I think he's very close. The 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 mm. talk around you hear you hear uh, Sammy on Shoutcast. Big yep. shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, say that Tooks has had an incredible preseason. Slim down, got the cardio up. That's I think good. he's going to be there or thereabouts. I, I, and as I said, if this was our round one team. Yep. That's saying that Finucane and BHU won't be there. Because when they come back, you've probably seen Tukes in Jersey 2021. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, probably carrying Finucane at 18. I don't, I, don't like, I don't mind that. And I thought Tukes the other day was very noticeable and he's very big. But I couldn't tell you one thing he did on the field. Uh, just have a quick look at the dogs lineup. Blake, Blake Taft, Blake Wilson, Bronson Zeri. Steve he was Scott. good last week. Yeah, Bronson was very good. It's uh, it's almost like he was enhanced with something. Yeah, yeah. If only he could bottle it, Paul said. Josh Adokar, Matt Burton, and Drew Hutchison. Very surprised with that. Yeah. Drew yeah. Hutchison at halfback. Uh, Fort Pack, Max King, Reed Mahani, Pawasafar, Masuli, Viliama Kikau, Jacob Preston, Jamin Salmon at, at lock. Kurt Mann, Sam Hughes, Josh Curran, and Kurt Morin on the bench, and then they've put a whole heap of younger guys on there. Can I make an early prediction that if our forwards get bossed by that, uh, call the season off? Yeah. It was Liam Knight in there. Was uh, he on the bench? No. I think he got injured. Oh, uh, go on. I would, would shock me. Yeah, Liam... That guy is so... Liam Knight is out, probably on a date with his hot misses. Nah, he probably touched an electric fence and then was like I'll do that again 
Yeah. Uh, I will say that that young fullback that they had, that Joash Papali, he looked really, really good. Yeah, uh, was it Skelton? No, not Skelton. Who was the winger that came on later? Jarrell Skelton. Yeah, Skelton. He looked like a fucking monster. Yeah. He is a monster. And they named Bloody Wilson on the wing. Jarrell Skelton is a rugby convert who's still learning. I think he's going to play a lot of football. He's going to be sensational. This guy doesn't have his headlights on. Now they're on. Don't crash into me. Uh, Um, It's it's such shit. Yeah. We should win this game comfortably. Now... I mean, if we're 20 up at half-time, I'm taking the entire first grade off and saying, cool. Yeah. I think you're also going to see a lot of... Uh, like, we've only named, I think, to 24 players. I think you'll see some some other guys, some flag guys, like the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Lachlan Crouch and uh, Max Bradbury and, and the likes. He, come um, the he didn't have a great game. No, he didn't. He did not. Um, uh, my boy, Celicia Tata, did, though. He had yep. a couple of good runs. Um, I want to talk about Nico Hines. Talk, I just, I just want, I just want to talk about Nico Hines because the discourse since we've signed him has been that he's not a number seven. Okay, yep. he's not a number seven. He's not a game manager. He's a runner. Blah 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 blah. Tell me. I don't know what else he has to do for people to say, you know what? He's a halfback. Big chin. Th- that pass that he threw for the try. Was sensational for Alofi Camperera. It was stunning, right? The pass of a halfback. The pass of a halfback. Yep. Now, people were turning around and saying that Braden Trindle had this incredible game and that he should go to the seven. Braden Trindle had that incredible game because Nico Hines took all the timing away from the Maori defence that it was so open for Trindle. Mm-hmm. Nico Hines doesn't play like he's frazzled at all. He runs across the field, and you can see defenders going, do I, do I push up? And if he pushes up, he kills you with a pass. Mm-hmm. And if you don't push up, he'll kill you with a run or a kick. Trindle had so much space at 5'8", because of what Nico Hines did. If you switch them around, you're taking the space and the time away from Trindle, because he's the first receiver... And you're taking the space and the time away from Hines because he's going to be catching a rush pass. Yep. He's the he, he's the seven, and outside of Nathan Cleary, I'm not swapping him for anyone. There are a lot of halfbacks in the competition. I'm not swapping him for anyone unless their name is Nathan Cleary. Yes, yeah, fair enough. I think he's I think he's gone over Jerome Hughes. Mm-hmm. Cherry Evans obviously is old. Yep. Uh, I'm taking him over Mitch Moses. Well, Johnson's too old too, mm-hmm. mate. Yeah, I, I think other than Cleary, I, I, no argument here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reynolds is too old. Reynolds is too old for what we need in our yeah, team. I, I don't rate Sam Walker. Walker and Elias is shit. If I couldn't even tell you the Newcastle halfback is Jackson Hastings. That was, that was a joke. That was but, a joke. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's someone I'm forgetting, but no, nah, I like it. Yeah, it's a great point about the the time too because he's um. His his ability to get the ball and get rid of the ball is hugely underrated. A lot of like as much as I like Mitch Moses and, and I really do, he he diddles mm-hmm. and he gets caught with the ball a lot. And so does Nico, but but Nico's made fifteen to twenty meters when he gets caught. Yeah, I mean there's and there's setups too. You don't have to make a break every play. And I mean Nico's just got this. Every time he touches the ball, you think something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whether it does or not, it maybe just passes. Maybe he's just chucking it to a forward for a hitter. But he just he gets it where it needs to go. Whereas Trindle and I, I, I would put anybody up other than perhaps and even yourself 
I've watched more Trindle than anybody, mm-hmm. and I think Craig Fitzgibbon would be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Trindle's a fantastic player, but he he's not the classic number seven. No, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. He's very, very silky, very smooth. But when he goes back to Newtown and plays seven, he always seems rushed. Yeah, he didn't seem rushed the other night. No, and this is because the guy who plays on the outside of him, uh, on the inside of him in Nico Hines is taking the pressure and you, ha- you have a look at the, the try assist that he got and even the first try for Josh Adokar Nico Hines ran across the field and the Maori defence didn't follow suit but then the outside players all rushed in to, to cut off Hines' space he throws a pass to Trindle Trindle then has an easy decision to pass the ball to Latrell Mitchell who gives the ball to Josh Adokar they score a try it's the same thing that happens on the second try Nico runs across field the defenders don't come, they don't cover on the inside of him. The outside defenders rush in, he passed the ball to Trindle, Trindle puts a kick in. There's a mistake, Josh Adokar scores. It's the same thing on the third try. It happens again. This is a pattern of behavior. Nico Hines takes away so much, like, you, you overthink what he's going to do. He puts doubt in your yeah. mind, right? It's like, it, 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 you know, I'm not putting him at the same level as Nathan Cleary, but 24 20 in the grand final. And Cleary's on the short side. There was no space to go, and the Broncos over... They, they were just overthinking that too much. There was too much talk, there was too much pointing, there was not enough doing. That's what happens when Nico gets the ball at first receiver. If he goes into second receiver, the defence has has probably taken the 10 metres. They've taken the advantage. When he's at halfback on a quick play of the ball and he's running at you, he's taking your time away. He's taken the defence, he's taken... You know, your defence isn't set. When... There's a when there's a play going to the left hand side and he's the first receiver, the defense is so switched on about what he is going to do and how he is going to do it that they forget Braden Trindle has a fucking classy kicking game. Mm. Playing off that, mm-hmm. I think his kicking game on the run is better than Nico's. Now Nico's got a monster boot. Uh, so does Trindle. Trindle he has does. the biggest boot in the club. But if they're running, mm-hmm. I've just got this I just he reminds me of Kamali. His Kamali's. short kicking game, yeah. yeah. And and I know people... Very, go, no, no, no. very good comparison. Kamali is... Kamali is fucking amazing. Yeah, Kamali's player. really good. He kicks and he chases all in one motion, whereas a lot of players kick, they stop, they pivot, then they go. It's, just, it's so smooth. And we've seen it heats for Newtown, whether at first or second receive didn't really matter because the defense isn't as good and it's not as quick and it's not as well structured because some of them are part-timers or, or young. He, he's just so smooth. And his kicking game on the run... Draws the defenders up. He just drops over the bat, mm-hmm. and and you know Ronaldo will be the one chasing it probably this year. I, I just the combination outside of of course Penrith have got the best combo in the yep. game. In that not the best players they play the best together. Mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing. I know I'm not going to put us up there with the, with the top just yet, but what I'm seeing combination wise is very good. Because as much as again I love Moses and I love Brown, you get you get Moses and you get Brown. You don't get Moses and Brown. Mm-hmm. I think you will. If Brown can be stopped being a fuck, we can get some games in a row. I think they're going to develop that. I think Trindle and Hines have that. Yeah. All right, it's a big call to make, but I made it. It's done now. I want to see this combination fire this year for what it could do behind an Adam Fanua Blake led forward pack. Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's only one prop. That's all we're missing. Because we've named Royce Hunt, we've named Braden Hamlin Newelli, Toby Rudolph, Tom Hazelton, etc., etc., right? And then people are saying, oh, yeah, but they're all average props, right? James Fisher Harris is an elite prop 
And because of that, Moses Leota was able to become an elite prop. Mm-hmm. Moses Leota wasn't an elite prop, but James Fisher-Harris has been good for a very, very, very long time. Payne Haas is so good. And Tom Flegler was able to become good because he had a great prop next to him. We'll see what he can do on himself, yeah. yep. You're now talking about Adam Fenua Blake is going to... You know, say Adam is not there, but we've still got another year of Hunt, we've still got another year of Hazleton, we've got Cole Horn, we've got Kafusi. You've got all those guys there. Someone is going to have to step up to be his number two, and someone's going to have to step up to be, you know what, I want to be the guy to keep that foundation going when he comes off the bench. I think we're in... uh, I, I know we're saying it for 2025, but I've actually got a little bit of excitement for 2024 now because I want to see what the halves can do. I don't want to see... How that works with Will Kennedy. Yep. Uh, that's that's a good point because last year we bombed out with Connor Tracy at fullback. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to turn this into a. If Will Kennedy plays, we win that game. Yeah, and I, I, I go back against the Cowboys when he played with one leg and wouldn't make a tackle. If he's fully fit, we win that game yeah. too. So I think the key to the season is, is doing that. Going back to Dale Finucan real quick, and then I just want to touch on Dykes before we go. Um, Elliot at work actually made a good point. He's like, I'd rather see Fanukin eased in and be good at the back end of the season. Mm-hmm. So we've seen two years in a row. He started the season really, really well. By the end of the season, he's been he's been wet dog shit. His body's absolutely yeah. busted. So if he doesn't play the first six rounds, so be it. In an ideal world, what I would like to see with Dale Fanukin is a combination of be a bully against the Tigers and be a bully against the Dogs and be a bully against the Titans and the Dragons and then your middle of the run teams you know your 6 to 12 teams you can come off the bench but when we've got a game against Penrith Dale you're the 18th man you enjoy your break I want to see I want to see Dale rotated he can't start every week and if he gets suspended for 4 weeks when he comes back he can't start yep Cam McInnes to mine is the lock forward and I think the heir apparent to him is Jesse Colquhoun yeah, okay, good. We've um, gone for 12 months now. So, on on Dale, like, I think he's going to be there or thereabouts in the squad. But I I don't want to be in 2024 going, well, let's just use you until you're absolutely busted shit. And then at the end of the year, we're worried why we have no bodies. Exactly. Because you're a body that we count on. Um, so, I wouldn't mind seeing him rotated. I wouldn't mind seeing his... You know, if he is going to start, Cam McInnes, Cam McInnes to still play more minutes, more yep. minutes, McInnes. Yep. I'm here for it. Oh, Let's get the hashtag going. Okay. Um, this isn't this isn't to say that I want Dale out of the team. He, I want him in and around the squad. But if we did it with Wade Graham, and there were times where Wade Graham was out of the team just because he was out of the team, yep. we, can we can do it to Dale Fanukin, who is much less of a club captain and is probably much less of a player than Wade Graham yeah, as well. That's fair. Now, I, I loved that. Yeah. I was very happy with his signing. Uh, it's probably a year longer than what we would have wanted, but... The okay, fourth year doesn't count yeah, in terms this, of money. This year, we're paying him a lot, but I can justify not using him often because next year, we're paying him three-fifths of fuck all. And you got to average that out, and you're getting a, a player who's in and around the 18. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm happy with that, and I hope I hope that happens. That's yet to be seen. You'll probably be rushed back. Just on K Dyke, so I don't want anyone to think I'm giving up on this kid, and I don't want no, anyone. No, we're definitely not. I'm not back. I'm backtracking on because I still believe, hand on heart, that K Dykes is the perfect number six for Nico Seven. I, I just, I just not now. Yeah, I, I also think that K Dykes is 
is going to push himself to play fullback. I think there's more of an in in the team for him at fullback than there is at 5'8", because Trindle's going to make a name for himself, man. I'll be okay with that. I mean, if we're talking about K. Dykes winning New South Wales Cup Player of the Year, it works for me because it means both Trindle and Kennedy played very well. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm actively wanting one of them out like I did with former halfback Chad Townsend, Matt. Or former 5'8", Matt Moylan. Or, or former 5'8", Adam Dykes, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. This is a Dykes is ready to go either or, and if he wants to play fullback, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. He'll 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 jump at the opportunity. He'll play prop. I have no doubt this kid will do anything to get in the first grade. But I, I just because some people are like, oh, you've jumped in it. No, I haven't. I just I saw what I saw on the weekend. Okay, Dykes isn't ready. Braden Trindle very much is. Six weeks time, maybe the opinion will change. Who knows? But Kay Dykes has got to go in and kill New South Wales Cup, and I have no doubt he will. Can I give you a Cronulla Sharks hot take? Oh, please. Because it's what we're here for. Yeah, that's... It's spicy and it's our podcast, and you know what? Other people might not agree with me, but you can't jump on here and debate me, so I'm right. I think you're going to see a lot of Kay Dykes off the bench this year. See, I'll be okay with that too. I don't like this idea of him playing at centre, but I like the idea of him being used in the squad. I don't like the idea of him starting at centre, but if he is on the bench and someone gets hurt and he has to go and play in that position in the 1-7, to I'm okay with it. I really am. Um, I think to you know he's gonna he's gonna play the majority of his games in New South Wales Cup, and it's a good shout that he would be one of the early you know hot tips for the Player of the Year, just because of the redemption story. If anything, and the well not redemption, what is it? The, the comeback story. Yeah, the that's comeback that's what I'm looking for. Um, that means really good. But I think during the year you're gonna see him um, in and around the 14 to 17 jersey. Yep. If Nico gets the opportunity to play Origin, we can't do the stupid thing and play Atkinson or Puru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that they may be playing it in New South Wales Cup, that's fair, but who's going to be here in three seasons' time? Niue Puru or Cade Dykes? Exactly. Dykes is the future, but it was a weird weekend, but a good one. It was a weird weekend, but strangely, we lost the trial by 26 points. And I've come away with optimism mm-hmm. for 2024. Not the fact that I think we're going to win the competition, in the fact that there may be a little bit more that I'm looking for here now. I mean, I mean, as shitty as it is to say that, you know, Braden hamlin Umeli might might be out for six weeks. Cool. Who's going to step up in his absence? Who's going to be the prop that we think that Braden hamlin Umeli is? Who's going to do that? Is it going to be Hunt? Is it going to be Kafusi? What's Toby going to look like when his toe... Is better. Yeah. How's Jack Williams going to kick on? Yep. How's Tom Hazleton going to kick on? Like these are all the things that I think I'm excited. And I said the halves combination. Like I'm going into 2024, and I will probably only watch our halves play. And I'll critique that. And you'll come on and go. What about Jesse Ramian's game? Say, yeah. yeah. Well, he scored three tries, but Nico had the assist for all of them. It's That's going to be. It's funny because I was just thinking we haven't even seen Ramian yet. No. And we haven't seen Ronaldo yet. Or Will Kennedy. So I. Or Britton Nicker. Or. Is Blake Braley going to make me shut the fuck up? I hope so. I mate, I want. I, I love when a player I bag comes good because I have to try and twist it and justify it. Mm-hmm. I want that challenge. Yeah. And I want to be proven to be an idiot. Yeah. I want this guy to have the season of all seasons, and at the end of the year, you know what? We'll still bag him. Yeah. But it'll be very difficult. So 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23. Five seasons. Yep. I've been on this guy because he's been crap. This is the one. 
Look, if he, you know what, if he comes and does it for the next five years, so be it. We're even. We are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's a very positive way to wrap it. But uh, uh, we'll be we'll be back next week. Yeah, we will. I'll maybe. Oh no! Yeah, we'll we'll get one more podcast of yep. me in Australia, and then uh, following that. It's going to be an international. It's Teamless Tuesday International style, baby. I'm looking forward to this, and we're not hailing anyone because we haven't figured out anything funny. We still haven't figured it out. So uh, go team.